What's up, guys and gals? This is Dave Stovall, and you're listening to the Disciple Makers Podcast by Discipleship.org. Welcome, everybody. In this episode, Ryan Spinks from E3 Partners talks with us about the Discovery Bible Study and how we can help others encounter and engage Jesus in a way that gets us, the leader, out of the way. Ryan focuses on the question we should all be asking ourselves, how can I get my neighbor or my friend to encounter Jesus in Scripture? He also gives us a very simple way to see people's lives transformed by the Word of God. This is Ryan Spinks from E3. Let's listen to him as he speaks truth into us today. Enjoy the episode, everybody. How's everyone today? Good, good. Everybody got some rest? Okay. All right. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yes, indeed. We, I, th- I think two nights I hadn't slept well, but that's okay, right? We just run on Jesus juice, you know? So, uh, my name is Ryan Spinks, and I'm with E3 Partners, and I'm glad you're here this morning. Uh, how many of y'all were here last night for the, uh, the, the first breakout? Okay, a few hands. So, so maybe some of this will be a, we'll do a little quick review of what we talked about last night because we're, we're in a track, right? So we're starting one place and we're trying to get uh, somewhere you know, and it's all connected, right? So we're not doing some one-offs here and there, okay? And uh, So uh, last night, Josh led us through. Uh, we talked about, uh, well, I guess I'll tell you what, let's pray, let's pray. Father, Lord, we love you. We thank you for the day, Father. We do thank you for uh, all that you've done. God, we thank you for uh, all the people that are here, Lord, your people, Father. God, desiring, Lord, your will to be done and fulfilled. Father, I just pray that you'd give us uh, uh, wisdom, Lord. Give us discernment, Father, Lord, as to what we really need, uh, Lord, in our ministries, Lord, to... uh, to serve you and love you. Lord, I pray that we'd be an encouragement to one another. Lord, and I pray that we'd walk away uh, uh, with some answers, Father. Lord, we love you. And uh, Lord, we just ask blessings on everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah, first let me start off, I guess, and introduce myself a little bit more. So I work with E3 Partners. Um, so I started this journey uh, making disciples, being a disciple maker uh, about 2010. And I was actually pastoring. Uh, at the time, and I just uh, I, I just recognized and realized that I didn't know exactly how to make disciples. I know how to teach, I know how to preach, and I know how to do a lot of the good things, you know, that are necessary. But uh, they just went, it wasn't adding up. And so uh, the Lord really gave me some answers and changed my life. And so we've been uh, laboring this way, uh, I guess, uh, for the last. Uh, 10, 13 years, something like that. So um, uh, Josh, my cousin last night, he led a breakout session. Corey, uh, my brother, he'll lead one later this afternoon. So I get to serve with E3 uh, e partners uh, and work with them with my family. So praise God, that's exciting. Uh, we're all from Louisiana. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, we live in a very rural area. Uh, so I, uh, me and my family, we actually had the opportunity to serve Jesus in uh, Athens, Greece, and over there. And we worked with about twenty different uh, people groups uh, represented in different countries, and it was exciting. And so a lot of the things that we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, they apply worldwide, globally, okay? Uh, because it's God's Word and it's God's principles and it's, it's His kingdom, right? 
And so we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things. Uh, so now, right now, uh, we're serving E3, working with uh, strategies still overseas in Europe, uh, but we're also laboring in the U.S., uh, helping churches. And so the Made to Multiply initiative that we, we've been talking about is about the North American context and how do we help uh, local churches, existing churches, uh, engage in this inter integrated process um, uh, of a kingdom expansion. And so what does that really mean? How does that look? What do we, what do we need to do to posture ourselves? Uh, are there things that we can do with our resources uh, to line up with what God wants to see happen? And we know what God's will is, right? God's will is to fill the earth with His glory. And so everything we do should serve that will, right? Yeah. Amen. So, uh, so we'll talk about a few things this morning. Uh, so this breakout session is actually about uh, discovering from the Word of God. And so we're going to talk about a few things like DBS. Uh, we're going to talk about a discipleship pattern and a process, okay? Uh, because I believe that there are some things in my life that I've seen and experienced and I've seen in other parts of the world that are just really, really healthy. Because it's not about just doing something, right? It's about doing something that leads to health, right? Health in church, health in uh, individual lives, health in disciples, okay? And health in the kingdom, okay? So I hope uh, we, can, we can discover some things together. So this is a picture. Last night, Josh walked us through the five parts of Jesus' strategy. This is an integrated process that we see in the Scriptures. You can start in Jesus' ministry, look at Mark chapter 1, and you'll see that Jesus is doing these things. He's going into uh, new areas, and He's sharing the gospel. He has a message that He's sharing with people. And then He's inviting people to follow Him, and He's discipling them. And in uh, some areas, we actually see them gathering, right? And all the time while He's doing these things, He's constantly developing them to be leaders, okay? All right? And then we know after three years, what happens? He leaves these leaders because they've got it. Right. Uh, we also see in the New Testament and in Acts, this same process is happening. So how do we cultivate this integrated process into our churches? And what we learned last night, Josh led us through a discovery of how, okay, well, what are you doing in each of these fields? You know, what is your church doing or what are you doing as an individual, as a disciple maker to engage lost people? Where are they at? How are we engaging them? Okay? That's the questions we're asking here. All right? And then as we leave this, when we find lost people, the purpose of finding lost people and engaging them is to give them the truth of Jesus. And so how are we communicating that truth? What message are we giving them? All right? And then as people say yes to Jesus... Or they say, yeah, I'm interested in more about Jesus. How are we helping that growth? How are we fertilizing it, right? How are we helping it to grow? We can't cause it to start growing, but we can certainly help it grow healthy. Okay? And there's a lot of uh, uh, discussion and different ideas on all of these things, right? And then as disciples start growing, they naturally gather into communities, and we call that church, right? And so what does our gatherings look like? How do we help them to become healthy? 
And then as we're doing all of these things, we're constantly thinking, how do we equip more people to be able to do this work? This has to be integrated together. It can't be one separate. And what we noticed was, and look, hey, sometimes we put more of our resources and we're heavy in one area than we are in the other. And Josh, I believe you said that what we discovered was most churches put most of their resources in the entry. Right? But maybe we find that we're lacking in some of these other areas. So how can we find a, a healthy approach where we're balanced maybe? Right? Well, that's where we, we discover some spiritual giftings, right? And we, we, uh, uh, how are we releasing authority? One way that we develop leaders is by giving them responsibility. Okay? So we're going to talk about those things this morning. Does this, is everybody okay? Is that, do y'all understand? So we're going to use this framework and this, we're going to spend a lot of time here in disciple. How do we make disciples? Okay? What, Tools. So, Josh, we talked a little bit about some tools for entry, uh, some, some ideas. Well, Jesus, what did He teach? He taught people to go to your friends and family. And that's the pattern we see all the way through Scripture. It start there, right? But then we also see Jesus sending people into different parts of places He hasn't been yet, right? And they were going and they were sharing the Gospel in those contexts. So we see both happening. Uh, and then... Uh, one of the simple tools that we use for, for share, uh, equipping people to share the gospel. Because it's not just about me being able to share the gospel. Part of discipleship is helping people to do what? What do you think? What do you think? What is the purpose of discipleship? <coughs> to multiply. What is the goal of discipleship? In Luke chapter... What do you say? Become like Christ. Right? Jesus said, become like the Master, right? That's what discipleship, that is the goal of discipleship. We're to be conformed to the image of God, right? To the image of His Son. We see this all the way through Scripture. That is the purpose. That is the goal of discipleship. But I think a lot of times what we do is when the way that we steward things or the things that we're using, maybe they're heavy and they lean a little bit heavier on knowledge about Jesus, right? Just like exercising. I can learn all kinds of stuff about exercising. I can know how to do all the stretches. I can know how to lift the weights. I can know exactly what I, you know, how to eat and all those things. But if I don't do it, do I grow? Do I change? And so that's, that's exactly the way it is with, with Jesus, Right? We can learn all kinds of things about the kingdom of God and we can teach those things and we mean well. And, and I think those things are really well and good. But what we see Jesus teaching and starting off with is obedience to Him. And so how do we cultivate that in our, our churches? How do we cultivate that in our, our, our simple churches, our, our, our big churches, right? It doesn't matter. It should all still be the same. Because the, the goal of discipleship is to help people become like Christ, not just in character, but also in, in deed, right? And so, so that's what we're going to talk about. And so one of the really simple, healthy things that I've learned and I've discovered is uh, a DBS. Have y'all heard of DBS? Uh, Discovery Bible Study. How many of y'all have used that or used that? or, or uh, How many of y'all haven't maybe? Maybe this is a new concept, okay? All right. Our tool, if you will. 
Okay. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let me erase this. So what have you heard? Uh, so first of all, let me ask you this. Uh, those of you who have used uh, Discovery Bible Study in your discipleship, or maybe it's in uh, Seekers, you know, there's, there's different places we can use Discovery Bible Study. Uh, yeah, Josh is going to come up and draw something here for us in a second. Uh, but how many of you have uh, used it, and what, did you, what do you like about Discovery Bible Study? What's been helpful for you? Simple. It's simple. What else? Easily reproduced. Easily reproduced. All right. Great. What else? Anything? Guiding questions. Okay. All right. And so, what are you guiding people to with DBS? Obeying God, learning more about God, okay, and His kingdom. So the questions we use are really important, right? The questions we use in Discovery Bible Study are really important. And it's, it needs to be simple. It needs to be biblical, right? So we need to be studying the Bible uh, and learning what it says. And it, it can be reproduced very easily because it's simple, okay? And so... Um, uh, one of the things that I, I, I've learned, and I think we can see this in Scripture together, is uh, there are two authorities in the life of a believer. And those two authorities are the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. I can't manufacture the Holy Spirit. I can't make Him do anything. I can't do, you know, that's, that's, that's uh, something I can't do anything with. But with the Word, right, I can use the Word. The Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and I can use the Word to guide people to truth. And so we're going to teach you, uh, we're, going to, we're going to walk through a, a simple discovery Bible study together. And uh, Josh, what he's drawing up here, we'll, we'll get to it in a second, but this is our pattern of discipleship. But uh, what I want us to talk about now is this DBS, the questions that... I use that I believe are really, really helpful. Because we live in a day in a society where there's a lot of different ideas and understandings about different parts of the kingdom of God. And um, if I'm discipling somebody and I want them to see Jesus as their authority and not Ryan, right? I can do a whole lot of talking like I am now, right? I'm talking a whole bunch, <laughs> right? And, and uh, you know, sometimes I need to help give understanding to something, but what I really want to do is I want to point people to listening to the Word of God and discerning truth from it because if I can get them to where they can feed themselves, then they don't need me. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will be your teacher. And He'll show you and teach you and remind you of the things that you've learned. And as you practice your obedience and you practice your faith, practice it out, live it out, walk it out, you will gain understanding and He'll give you those things. Okay? And so we use uh, what we call the sword method. So everybody hold a sword up. Pretend like you're holding a sword up, okay? And you say, well, why a sword? Okay, well, the Bible says that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And what does it do? It cuts through the heart, right? 
Okay, so the sword is held by a man, but it, the tip of it points where? God. So our first question for our DVS is, what does this teach me about God? Alright? So what I want you to do is I want you to find a buddy, find a partner, pair up, and I want you to pretend like you're holding a sword, I want you to say to your partner, hey, the first question when we do a discovery Bible study is what does this teach me about God? Okay? So pair up and do that. All right. How are we doing? We okay? Simple question. Simple question. Okay? All right. So I'm holding the sword. Tip points up to God. So I'm thinking and I'm asking, what does this passage teach me about God? Or what do I learn about God from this passage? Okay? Different way of saying it. Okay? You say, well, what if it's a passage and it's about Jesus and someone doesn't understand the Trinity, right? Or this. Okay. Well, what does this passage teach me about Jesus? Because who is the authority in their life? Jesus is. He's the Master. We want to point people to Jesus. We want them to depend... And obey Jesus, right? All right, so now, the handle. Who holds the handle? Who's holding the handle? People, right? We. So the next question is, what does this teach me about people? All right? All right, get with your buddy. First question is, what does this teach me about God? Second question, what does this teach us about people? All right, practice that. Alright, alright, how are we doing? Two questions, pretty quick, right? Pretty simple. I know there's probably a lot of discussion we want to have about, right? What's, what are we doing here? What's going on? What does this teach us about God? What does this teach us about people? Alright, so now, it's double-edged sword. So it's got two, two sides that are sharp, okay? Two sides that are sharp. And I want you to think about the acronym SPEC, S-P-E-C. S-P-E-C. And the S represents sin. Are there sins to avoid? The P is a promise. Promise. Is there a promise that God makes to us? All right, stop right there. First question is, what does this teach me about God? Second question is, what does this teach us about people? The next two are, is there a sin to avoid? Is there a promise that God makes to us in this passage? All right, practice that with your buddy. Okay, all right. How, how are we doing? We got it? Pretty simple. Is this simple? Is this a little too simple? Question on when you're talking about uh, what does this teach about people, are we personalizing at that point of like, What's God saying to me? Or are you just thinking in general? Just in general, in this passage, what did you learn about people? Okay? All right. Good question. Very good question. Okay? Uh, I will say that in this process, I think naturally uh, it becomes maybe a little personal sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, Another question is, where do you get a Josh from to come and draw while you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, ask and you shall receive, right? Uh, according to his will. Right? Amen. 
All right, so, uh, so sin and promise. All right, now the other side of the blade. All right. The E is example. Is there an example for me to follow? Or not follow? Okay. Is there a command to obey? Okay. All right, now can you put all this together with your partner? You take a turn and then have your partner take a turn, okay? Help each other out. This is practice. All right, go. Alright. Okay. Everybody got a chance? Okay, great. How are we feeling? We okay? That's it. Yeah. Clarification for people who haven't done sure. DBS. You're saying me and someone who's potentially seeking, hey, you want to learn about the Bible, we would sit down and read a passage together and then ask these questions yeah uh, i would even say uh brother uh that i do this in my church so i pastor a small church and the purpose of discipleship is to give and show people that they are priests in the kingdom of god so they will actually do what god tells them to do and make disciples right but if they don't see themselves as disciples so i we do this in our sunday mornings we do this in our home uh churches that we meet in our churches in the home type thing uh small groups whatever so this is in any situation i do this for personal study okay because there's no better thing than to gain simple truth from the word of god and let the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is active in this whole process. It's not. It seems very elementary, but it's 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 changing culture. It's changing uh, culture in uh, Europe. It's changing culture in India. It's changing culture in different because it's uh, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God piercing the heart. So I can get up and dictate to my people. Oh, that's not healthy. That's not good. That's not. Right? I could do that. We could do that. But if I teach them how to interact with God and the Holy, His Holy Spirit through His Word, man, that's powerful. It's absolutely life-changing. It really, really is. And so now, uh, I, I'll tell you a story. Uh, one of our, our brothers, he's a, he's a leader in our church. He's one of our elders. Man, he's a great guy. And man, this was all new. to None of them understood this, okay? This thing. And uh, so I was like, hey, uh, we got to get together in the Word of God and we have to discern and learn how to find truth and then apply it in our lives. And so we got together and we started doing this. And man, they started, and man, light bulbs were going off. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I never understood. You know, and I mean, it's, it's amazing what was happening. And we're just guiding that. I think a brother said, man, they're guiding questions. That's all they're doing is you're guiding people to simple truth. And look, there are layers to this, right? There are layers to uh, discipleship. There are layers uh, to church, right? We, we, we grow. As we grow, we get a little deeper, right? Just like we start off as babies and then we grow to children and then we grow to teenagers, right? You're just adding layers to your life. Well, this is what you're doing. Well, this is what happens in our spiritual life. But we have to give them something simple that they can feed themselves with. And I promise it'll go deep as you as as they want it to go. The Holy Spirit will take them a lot deeper.
I guarantee you. Okay? So great question. This is not just for one-on-one, but it could certainly be for one-on-one. Right? This is actually what we use for all discipleship. When I'm discipling a new believer or it's existing believers that have been following Jesus for you know, 20 years, we still practice these questions. Now, maybe our answers are a lot different because we understand more about the kingdom of God and we can put scriptures together. But I want to show you something. Let's do one together. Could we do that? Could we do? Let's do a study together, okay? All right, so we're going to look at Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. <clears throat> this is a story that you all know well. It's a story about Zacchaeus. So there was a, uh, a time when Jesus was going to Jericho. And uh, as he was going to Jericho, uh, there was a man whose name was Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. And, and uh, he wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't because he was short. And there were so many people that were gathered around Jesus as he was coming in. So Zacchaeus climbed up a, a tree. And Jesus passed by, he went to the tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, come down from there. I want to be in your house. And Zacchaeus came down the tree quickly, and he received Jesus joyfully. And the people around grumbled because Jesus said, Zacchaeus, I want to be in your home today. And then Zacchaeus said to Jesus, Jesus, I want to pay back four times what I've stolen from people. And I want to... Pay, I want to give half of my goods to the poor. And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to your home. He said, For this too is the son of Abraham. And he said, Jesus said, The son of man came to seek and save the lost. All right? You've heard that story before? Okay, that's in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. What does this story teach us about Jesus? Look at the passage. What does this story teach us about Jesus? Now, here's the rules. Stay in the passage. Don't try to gather all the knowledge that we've gained from following Jesus because that's not super helpful for babies learning how to drink milk. Okay? So, what, what did we learn about Jesus? Came to seek and save the lost. Came to seek and save the lost. Y'all agree with that? Where was that at? What verse was that in, brother? Uh, it's 10. Verse 10. Thank you. Impartial. He was impartial. Where do you see that at, ma'am? What scripture verse? Just him saying it to them, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down. I must stay at your house. Ooh, he was. But okay. he did it anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. He wasn't, he wasn't worried about what all the people thought because they grumbled, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. He reaches out to sinners. What else did we learn about Jesus? He's interested. Sorry? He's interested. He's interested in what? People. People. Okay. All right. Amen. You don't mind interruptions. Okay. Good. What does this passage teach us about people? There's people looking for Jesus. Mm. Amen. Wow, praise God. People can change. What was this one? They can be Okay. And where do we see that? We see that he was converted because what did Jesus say to him? And what was, what was the change that we saw? We heard. 
Yeah. All right. Very good. Good. All right. Uh, was there any sin to avoid in this passage? Is there any? Okay. Yeah. Was it being judgmental? Oh, this guy's a sinner. Why is Jesus going to be with him? Right? Yeah. What else? Any other sin? Maybe, maybe not. Just look. Anything else? Being greedy. Ah. Stealing. Right? Wow. Okay. Not give so all right, praise God. What about a promise? Is there a promise that that uh Jesus makes in this passage? The promise of salvation. He promised it to Zacchaeus, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry? Through his repentance. Through his repentance, right? And we 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 know that there was repentance because what happened? There was a change in heart and deed. Yeah. Yeah. Very great. All right. Is there an example to follow in this passage? For us to follow. Be like Jesus. Yeah. Spend time with sinners, right? What else? Be like Zacchaeus. How did he receive Jesus? Joyfully. And he was seeking Jesus. All right? Amen. Amen. Sir? Go eat with sinners. Be with them, right? Yeah. Okay, praise God. Are there any examples that we shouldn't follow? Stop muttering. Don't be the Yeah, yeah. When someone tries to come to Christ, don't try to be judge of their heart and what's going on, right? Uh, okay, great. All right. Was there any command to obey in this passage? Did we did we notice anything? Yeah, he said, come down, right? right now. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. So yeah. maybe that wasn't directly for us, okay, but it was for Zacchaeus. All right, great. We just did a discovery Bible study. What do you think? That's pretty simple, right? Can you do that? Could you walk somebody through these? Could you use these guided questions and walk someone through Scripture? Now, you see, here's the rule we have to stay with this Scripture. What does this passage teach us? I gave you a simple story that I recited to you. It was 10 verses, right? All right, so I, I practice, all right? And I'll explain how all that fits together here in a second. But um, so, yeah, this is real simple. But this is actually very, very life changing for tons of people. Uh, we, have, we had zero people who could lead discipleship studies and Bible studies and, and gatherings. Now we have 18 people in our church who can do this confidently. And so because they're confident in going and guiding people with Scripture, guess what they're willing to do? Share the Gospel with people. Right? So, uh, and it's not because I'm great, but I do understand and I've learned through messing up a lot that there are some key principles in the Word of God that we must obey and practice in our lives and in our ministries. And one of them is equip the body to do the work and give them responsibility so that they 
hey, I, I can't do this. You know, Give them confidence and competence in this. And that's, that's exactly what this does. It really is. It's very transformational. Can y'all see that? Can y'all see how that works? So that is a DBS. Discovery Bible Study. Now, let me say this. A, a Discovery Bible Study in and of itself, by itself, is not very healthy. Because why? We can learn. Did I ask you to go and do any of this stuff? Right? So we can learn and we can learn and we can learn all day long, all year long, but that does not equal obedience, right? So, so now, this is the Discovery Bible Study. Now what I want to do is I want to explain all these pictures to you. This is a Discovery Bible Study in the middle of a discipleship process. A pattern, excuse me. A discipleship pattern. Okay? So, we call this the three-thirds pattern of discipleship. How many of y'all have heard of three-thirds? See some hands up? Boop, 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 boop. Yep, okay. It's okay if you hadn't. All right? So think of it as a pattern of care. A pattern of discipling someone. So when you think of discipleship, in discipling someone, what, what do you think of? What would be healthy elements of discipleship? A relationship. A relationship. So time with, right? Uh, uh, cultivating a relationship. Okay, what else? Love for, the Love for the person. Okay? Caring for them, which is another way that we build relationship. Right? What else? Study of the Word, right? Because without the Word, how do they know how to follow Jesus? Now, we can look in the Scripture, but they should also be able to look at us, right? We practice what we preach, okay? All right, what else? Prayer. 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 Yeah, praying together. Well, that's one way to really know hearts and, and grow together. And What else? Okay. How does life change? Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't see. How does life change? Through repentance and study the scripture. And I mean, you see life change in a discipleship process. Okay, very good. All right, yes, ma'am. I was just thinking that um, helping them find the tools they need to grow. Okay. Amen. Giving them what they need, right? Don't we do that for our babies, our children? Right? Now, sometimes they don't like what they really need, right? But, but I'm like that too, right? I'm like that too. Sometimes that, that hurts. That's hard. Yeah. Amen. Great. Anything else? Doing life together. Doing life together. Loving accountability. Oh, very good. Very good. All right. Great. So let me explain this to you. Those are all great answers and those are all a part of making disciples and being disciples. So this is care. So, so, the arrow pointing back means uh, the first third of our meeting, the first third of our time together. So we're very intentional. You know, discipleship is a very intentional thing. It really, really is. Look at Jesus. Come follow me and I will do what? Yeah, yeah. Come be with me and I'm going to show you how to do this. Right? We see the apostles doing the same thing. Right? All right. So this is, this is looking back. This is looking back. 
Okay? All right? And uh, we want to devote this time to ask questions like, hey, how was your week? How are you doing? Right? Want to spend time listening to some, some issues or some things that have happened in their life, right? So this is care. Got to care for one another. Uh, you said it, man. This is loving accountability. Loving accountability. Now, when we start a relationship with someone, the first time we really start hanging out with them, we don't know a whole lot about it, right? A whole lot about them, but we get to learn a lot about them. By asking questions and being a good listener, right? That's part of caring, right? Not just talking, but being a good listener. Uh, but as we grow and as we meet, there's an expectation of life change. There's an expectation of life change. How are you doing walking with Jesus? Yeah? Now we can go, we could go really, really deep. This is not necessarily the time for that. Uh, right? Because going really, really deep and really digging and working on things, that takes a lot of time, okay? This is just more, hey, where are you at, right? How's it going, okay? How's your walk? How are you following Jesus and fishing for Jesus is one way to think about it, okay? Right? It's easy, it's easy to say, hey, I, I give 30 minutes to the Lord every day, right? But, but are you giving Him the rest of your day too? So what does that look like? You know? All right, worship, uh, Worship together? Well, that could look all kinds of different ways, right? There's lots of different ways that we could worship Jesus uh, together with someone. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have instruments and guitar, you know, and all these things to worship Jesus, right? We could give thanks. We could uh, do all kinds of, uh, we could read a psalm and just focus and meditate on the goodness of God or, hey, what are you thankful for this week, you know? There's lots of simple ways we could do that. And this is vision. This is vision. Okay? So this is looking back. And this is a pattern that we follow. These elements are a part of our time in discipleship with someone or with the church, you know, a gathering. What's the vision for? What is the vision for? Why is it important for people to understand where they're going or what we're doing. Okay? So you can get there. Identity, maybe? Right? This is who we are. Ownership. Okay? Very good. All right? So I think this is very important. Did Jesus provide some vision for His? Look at Mark chapter 1, verse 39. They went and they said, Jesus, look, all these people are still wanting, they're looking for you. And he said, wait. He said, it's time for us to move on, for that's why I came out to preach and proclaim the gospel in all these other villages and towns. So he gave them some vision, didn't he? All right, great, great. Okay, now this was the looking up part, and this is where we really focus on learning more from God. Okay? And this is a new teaching. Okay. And, and, and what did we use for our new teaching? How did we do that? What did we use? We used the Word of God along with simple questions. And we call that a discovery Bible study. Letting them discover truth 
We're guiding it. Someone's guiding that. Okay? And then we practice. So what is the purpose of practicing? Huh? Why do we practice stuff? Get better at it. Getting better at it gives us confidence, right? And it also gives us competence, okay? This is, this is the place. So I, I told the story, so I want them to practice stories so that they can remember some, sor- some simple stories from the Bible so that they can have them in their pocket when they need them, right? So that's one way we could practice we could practice uh, like, hey, do you understand what we just read? And tell it back to me, right? Make, look, listening for understanding. I mean, there's, there's lots of different things we could do to practice. Maybe it's, hey, man, you see Jesus, he, he shared the gospel. How do you feel about sharing the gospel? Do you need some help with that? Yeah? Well, here, let me help you understand the gospel, right? All right, so that's our looking up, and then this is our... Looking ahead. This is where we're getting ready to apply in our lives what we've learned. Okay? And so this is where we set goals. Now, I'm not setting someone's goal for them, right? But I'm guiding them to set healthy goals. Okay? You understand that? What kind of goals could we set for following Jesus, becoming more like Jesus, right? Maybe, maybe uh, repentance, right? Uh, maybe some um, um, getting in the Word more, maybe prayer, right? Uh, transformation is what we're looking for, right? Zacchaeus didn't just automatically become transformed and just, uh, okay, well, I don't have to do nothing. I'm just good the way I am, right? He, there was change in his life, and he went and he changed. He changed his actions, his behaviors, changed his testimony, I can't imagine what people were thinking when he went back to them and said, hey, I, I, I stole from you. I lied to you. And oh my gosh, look, here's four times what I, I owe you. <laughs> Testimony, right? And then fishing, fishing for Jesus. Why did Jesus come? To seek and save the lost. Didn't He? Ain't that what He said? And if we're to be like the Master, should we not do what the, also do what the Master does? Isn't that making us fishers of men? So how are we fishing for Jesus? You know, that's a part of being a disciple. Y'all with me? Y'all okay? Yeah? It's quiet. (laughs) Okay? Is it okay to have that expectation for disciples? New disciples? Old disciples? Is it okay? It's a must. We have to. We have to expect that the church will do what Jesus does. You know, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, you know when, 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 when the Holy Spirit dwells in us and fills us, you know what I can promise you happens? You do what Jesus does. That's a guarantee. Okay? So, uh, then we pray together. I'm about to, we're getting ready to close this, baby. We pray. Pray for our week. Pray for uh, whatever comes up that we need to pray for. And then this one, whoo, this is a big one. This is releasing responsibility. Or for some people, authority. Whose authority do any of us have? Where does it come from? It comes from Jesus. 
If you want people to be priests in the kingdom of God, which is what Jesus says He wants all of us to be, what do you got to do? Allow them to be it. Empower them to be it. All right? So releasing so what this means for us in discipleship in this, in this meeting is I want the people that I'm leading to be able to do this with new people. So you know what I say at the end of this? Let's say it's us and we're meeting and we, we walk through this study together. And I say, hey, Randy, man, would you lead us through our care time next week? Yeah, yeah could you do that? You could just, you could ask us that, right? Yeah. Ken, hey, man, man, I'm so glad you came. Hey, would you, would you ask us our accountability questions? Yeah. I'm sorry. Katie. Hey, Katie, man, so glad you came. Hey, would you, uh, would you, would you ask us our goals? And maybe, would you ask us our, our sort questions, our study questions? Would you do that? You see that? And you give a little away at a time. And then pretty soon you'll be giving whole chunks out. And then they feel like, oh, I can do this. Are y'all good? You're with me? All right. This is a, a pattern of discipleship that includes elements that are biblical, simple, reproducible. And it includes a discovery Bible study that is simple, biblical, reproducible. And this is what we use all over the world. Does it matter? Maybe I have to change wording for a question because of cultural context. Like that, that don't make sense in Greek, right? So maybe I got to tweak a word or something. But the principles of the questions are the same. What does this teach us about Jesus? You understand? And now your people are discerning. And it's transformative. They're not arguing with you anymore. Who are they arguing with? God. True story. So this guy, he was, man, he was asked about some really deep stuff. I mean, tough, tough situations. And uh, this is just like two weeks ago. And he was like, you know what, man? He said, Ryan, I, I am so thankful that you showed me and taught me how to study the Bible and point people back to God and His Word. So he asked the question. So when the people ask him, he says, I don't want to say, well, this is what I believe. He says, well, what does God say about it? Let's go and look. And he said, man, it has shut down some heated, heated things that could just really, and it gives people time to think and consider. So they're wrestling with God and not with man. Amen? Okay, great. So, so look, um, we got about uh, 10 more minutes. So now, how, what is this, well, how does this all fit? And man, you know, we talked about vision. We talked about discipleship. Y'all remember our, our integrated process that we drew a while ago? Y'all remember that? Yeah? Yep. Come on. All right. Entry. Gospel. I, discipleship. Oh, yeah. Y'all like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jesus said Mark 4, right? The kingdom of God is like this. Stuff a man goes and scatters seed, right? How many of y'all know about farming? Y'all know anything about farming? All right. I know some oak growth. Uh, Josh, you know about farming, huh? Oak growth? Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> well, you can farm for Jesus, right? You can do that. You can do that. All right. And then leaders. Look here, y'all. Here's what I want us to get here. Discipleship, making disciples is the mission, right? And we to make disciples all over. So we know the will, we know the vision. 
like Jesus gives us in Revelation 5, all people strive tongue language with them before the throne. Right? We know the mission is to make disciples. We know the strategy of Jesus includes these five parts. But here's the thing. What we do in these five parts, how we steward the seed, how we steward the laborers, how we steward the Word, and how we work with the Spirit, that's the difference. We can come up with all kinds of tools. There's all kinds of different tools that we could use, right? We come up with, we create. We want simple, biblical, reproducible so that we can equip people and develop leaders that can do this work no matter where they're at. Okay? Disciples always led to church. So church, uh, church we, we use that same pattern. We use that same process. We use that. Yeah, I can change up the questions, right? It's okay to change up the questions when, when we're looking for something specific. Right? But just basic discovery and getting people from milk to meat, this is what we need. This is what we need. Okay? A uh, couple things. When you're sitting with a new person, they don't know all the things that you know. And matter of fact, a lot of the things that they do know are probably lies or twisted teachings. Keep it simple. If I can encourage you to do anything, keep it simple. If they don't get everything about God from that passage, it's okay. Right? The disciples were with Jesus Himself. Right? Okay? It's okay. They don't have to be theologians right out the box, you know, right out the gate. So keep it simple. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Love y'all. Can I pray for you? Uh, Jesus, we love you. And Father, I thank you so much for these folks. Uh, Lord, it's been been fun uh, for me to be up here. And God, I pray that they could hear through my accent, Father. Uh, Lord, Lord, I hope that they saw you, Jesus, as the author, Lord, of our faith. And Lord, you are the great discipler and disciple maker, Father. Jesus, uh, help us, guide us, and lead us as we continue to grow and learn together uh, about your kingdom and what you want to do. Uh, God, we ask blessings on the rest of their time here and their travels back. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks so much for listening to the episode, everybody. Up next, we've got Brian King from E3 talking to us about our journey to the nations. I just wanna say, if you haven't marked your calendars yet and you live in the Nashville area, mark your calendars for October 27th and 28th. The forum is going on a city tour and it's starting in Nashville at Harpeth Christian Church at my church. And I'll be there leading worship. I can't wait to lead you guys. So go to discipleship.org and buy those tickets today so you can join us as we continue this conversation and dialogue about becoming better disciple makers where we are. All right, y'all enjoy the rest of your day and I hope to catch you on the next episode. We'll see you.